All right. Hello, and welcome to episode eight of the What Say You podcast with me, Brian Quinn. And me, Sal Volcano. And we've almost passed the Tenderloins podcast. <laughs> what is it, 12? 12 Tenderloins? 12 in a year and a half or two years. Yeah. Well, we'll get it. We'll get it. We're going to beat that record. I think so. We're doing good, man. Eight weeks in a row. Yes. And not to say we haven't been busy, but we've been finding a way. We were sick this week. That was the main issue this week. You and I were both performed last week with uh, fevers. Mm-hmm. Very ill. So this week we, we kind of had to recover. But here we are. You guys, we have it tough. <laughs> uh, it's something else. Because by the time we check into the hotel, it's about 2 p.m. Right. And then we only have four hours before we get to the catered. <laughs> the, the well, catered what are you attempting to do here? I don't know. Make fun of us? I don't know. We were very sick. We? Yeah, <laughs> so we were it's not. It's, I mean, when you get on stage with a fever and you're like shaking, right? Uh, it it's it's weird. I uh, will tell you what I do love uh, at the live shows. A lot of people uh, coming up to us or even screaming out during the show. What say you? That's right. A lot of people brought uh, Nugget Honey Bears to the shows. We oh, signed a right. few of those. Yes, yes. Nugget has taken over now. Yes. Hello. Oh, there he is. Oh, Nugget here too. Do you not even have the physical bottle? <laughs> no, don't you, you don't have one? Do I have one? You don't have a Nugget bear? I thought they took my Nugget. Yeah, but I thought you had one at home. And that, that was... No? Oh, well. <laughs> so that's the rule. We can't have Nugget on the show unless we have a Nugget, a nugget here. Hi. So, uh, all right, so I look at Nugget when he speaks. <laughs> all right, all right. No, was, we could have, we could have. Him. No, it's all right. We don't want to. We don't want to sour the Nugget. We don't want to go to the Nugget well. But he's caught fire. Yes, people, been, people latched. The people made this four Nugget Twitter accounts. I've already noticed. Yes, we and I received dozens of Nuggets, uh-huh. like actual physical Nuggets, <laughs> at the show. People start taking. Picture. It's like he's like the Travelocity gnome now. People are taking pictures with right. him in different locations. Yeah, that's great. We uh, we got out of where were we? Uh, Rockford. We went out the back door. There's a helicopter out, out outdoors. I'm gonna close those. Yeah, it's alright. Okay. The um, we walked outside the back. There's always like when we do a show because we do the meet and greets. Because we used to try and meet everybody. Well, when we first started, we yes. said, okay, after the show, we'll go stand over there. Right. And we'll meet everybody. And then once we meet everybody, we'll do the next show. And then we'll go stand over there and we'll meet everybody. Sure. We did that for like six months. Sure. And it was like 350 people per show at that point. It was impossible. It was, and then as, our, as the venues we started doing growing bigger, we just couldn't do it. It's just physically impossible to we, – we, we did it as long as we could. Right. And, and then we were like, well, all right, well, how do we – we still want to meet people, but we don't know what to do. And then the, all the theaters were like, well, you idiots, people do meet and greets. Like that's that's part of the, the that's deal. That's part of it. So you could say you charge a little bit and then the people who really want to see you get to see you instead of not doing it for anybody. Right. So that that's what we came to. But all right. So after the show, though, there's always people who are waiting around the theater for us to leave. Right? Yeah. Has there ever been a show where that hasn't happened? No. There's always someone. And and that's fine. We, I mean, whatever, right? We, we take pictures with them and spend time with them and, and stuff like that. Um, 
Yeah, it was, it's funny. I just saw one on YouTube. Yeah. And we were at the Keswick in Philadelphia. Okay. And I guess James and Joe went out the back and there was like, like this was a particularly large one. I'm probably the biggest I've ever seen where there was like maybe 40 people or so waiting right. outside after the meeting. That's a lot. A lot of young kids. Maybe I think a, a word got out and kids that couldn't make it. I don't know. But it was a lot of kids. Maybe 40, 50 sure. kids. So they were out there. So... Um, we were taking care of still business inside with the with the theater, right. and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna fool around. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run. I'm gonna run out the door and just run in a big circle and be like, <laughs> and then run back in." Right. So they were all out there like taking pictures and, and signing and stuff, and yeah. So I just run out. I run out the door unannounced, and I'm like, <laughs> and I run in a big circle. Everyone starts chasing me in a circle. <laughs> <laughs> like and they just literally start running after me, and people like the little kids are like, yeah. "Oh, yourself!" And they have all their cameras out, and they're taping me, and I do a big circle around, and they follow me, and I run right back in the door, and I never stop screaming, right? <laughs> and uh, and then later on, I came out to actually go to my car, and I said hello to everyone, and sure. so someone videoed that, and they posted that they were already videoing, and they posted it online on YouTube under the whole thing that. Could you believe Sal? He didn't have time for anybody. So he, I guess they didn't see the, <laughs> they, he didn't catch that I ran back in. Right. So they were like, Joe and James were so kind right. and were nice enough and were out there. And then Sal just didn't have time for anybody. He bolted <laughs> out of the theater screaming and just ran like into the night. <laughs> like they, they didn't see me go back in and they didn't see me come back out later. So he thinks, and he, and he slowed it down. He's like, he went by so fast. Just screaming in people's faces, right. and he's like, "I slowed it down." You'll see him come out at like you know two minutes and twenty seven seconds, and I just the way he puts it, I look like an insane person. Right? I just burst through the threshold and I go, uh, and it's slowed down, so I go, uh, and I run past everyone. People start screaming, and it just looks like I just run away. <laughs> That's and everyone's great. commenting on it like that is effed up. Oh man, like how low can you be? They just went. I was like, what? I I like that. There's that evil Sal out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> People think there's evil Sal. That's pretty good. <laughs> but you were you were saying that? Uh, uh, oh, so we walked out the theater and um, there was someone there with a nugget who asked us to sign a nugget, and I was pretty excited by that. Like that to me is like that's when it's. Yeah. Catch it fire, and then the next night there were like three nuggets that we had to sign. So nugget being, do we have to? Are we assuming that everyone heard this? Nerd knows. Uh, I don't mind operating that way, but okay. we, we can nugget being the, the honey bear. But yeah, fuck them. Go back and listen to the other. There's only eight episodes. Yeah, you can't go listen to the other ones. Yeah, fuck it's you. Entitled Enter Nugget. Yeah, yeah. Fuck so you. if you're a new listener, Asshole. go fuck yourself. Yeah, really. What the fuck? We don't need you, stupid I mean, asshole. Well, we, do we do need them? Well, we don't. Gosh, assholes. <laughs> Uh, a lot of people asking for Nugget the Bear t-shirts. Okay. So maybe we'll look into that. Oh, uh, let's just make as many t-shirts and sell as many as we can. Isn't that the whole point of life yet? <laughs> sell the t-shirts. <laughs> my, my point of life, I'm not doing this to talk to you. No? I'm doing this to make money off them eventually. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you mean you don't want to talk to me? We, we're together seven days a week. You're not running out of things to say to me? That's fucking insane. Um, we had, what the fuck? There was, I wanted to mention the song at the beginning of each episode and at the end of each episode, uh, cause we get this on Twitter daily is called, uh, F for Effort by the great Casey Jost. 
writer on Impractical Jokers. His band, Less Vinyl. Uh, and you can follow him on Twitter at, at Casey Jost, right? That's his thing? Yeah, and then the, I think the album is either free or a suggested donation on Bandcamp. Yeah. Speaking of Bandcamp, we redid, uh, we made Butterfly Crime Scene. You got a friend of ours. Yes. A professional music. Pony Boy. Pony Boy. Pony Boy, yep. Uh, a great Pony Boy. And Quinn wrote extended lyrics to Butterfly Crime Scene, which is, I, I think, from our first episode ever, our second yeah. episode ever. And uh, it's a full, blown out, amazing rock song we made a right. couple of years ago. And I, we, I, I don't know if we say it enough, but it's, it's also available on Bandcamp. Right. Uh, search for Butterfly Crime Scene. Mm-hmm. I think it's also we play it before the shows, before we come out at the shows, and a lot of people ask about it. So. Yeah, she did a great job. So that. there's that. Uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention, unless that was just a, a shout out. That's an answer for the question we get a lot. Although I'm sure we're gonna get it on fucking Twitter constantly. Still, uh, less final effort. Effort. Um, the other question I get all the time is, hey, who does the mastering for your show and puts it online? And that would be Declan. Uh, from Creaky Studios, which is based in Ireland, uh, the greatest podcasting, editing, producing sweet deal person I've ever met. Uh, and that's Creaky Studios. If you're going to do a podcast, you need three things, a computer, a microphone, and Declan. Creaky Studios, go ahead and, and start your own podcast because it's easy, right, Sal? It's, it's so easy. You just uh, <laughs> uh, you plug it in right, and you start talking. And that's it. Everybody can do it. That's it. It's better than independent movies. It's it's certainly easier. Yeah. Like we're in my kitchen right now. I'm in sweatpants. You're in sweatpants. I have I've I haven't showered from last night yet. Yeah. So uh So and then you do your podcast and then and then people listen and then you sell t shirts eventually. Then, <laughs> then you find your place in the world. Um one we're doing business here. So so, as we mentioned last time, Tori Wells, the, the gorgeous uh, yes. pornographer, uh, former porn actress, that's right, uh, who hit her stride in the 80s and 90s and stuff like that, uh, who we were fans of, who got brought up in it earlier. She has reached out saying she will do the podcast. She's based yes. in Vegas. Here's the thing. So, we've been trying to contact her, um, and she'll, she's, has, she's written numerous times. Heard know about the podcast. I, I, I hear you guys loud and clear because the fans have been tweeting like we yes. do. And I want to do it. Let's just set up. Someone contact me. Let's just set up. I, I, I haven't heard anybody. Let's just set it up. Right. Every time she says that, I reply. Uh, we reply from what say you? And we say, hi, uh, we hear you. We want you to be on. <laughs> you just need to follow us so we can give you our personal information. Right. So we can talk to you and call you personally. That's right. That's off our Twitter at what say you pod, right? At what say you pod. That's so right. we've tweeted her in re- reply. I tweeted just a general tweet about it uh-huh. so so more people could see it and maybe I might reach her that way. So I've responded to her like four or five times. We need to let her know as a community <laughs> that she just has to follow what say you podcast and check her direct messages. That's right. And then we can get this going. So I've tried. I've exhausted everything. That well, I you don't do. want to come off as like a dick by being. Yeah, you don't want to be like. No, no, guys, don't yell at her. Yeah, anything. yeah. We just. I just need her to. Some. It may be that she. The few times I responded, she didn't see those. See, that's right. Could be that simple. So I just. We just somehow need to communicate with her in a very polite way, respectful, respectful way. That she just has to hit the follow button, <laughs> and then we right. can exchange information. Uh, and that being said, we'll go do that. Now, did you want to, did you want to mention anything about a possible, uh, oh, we can, we can do that. 
We can. I don't know if you want it to be a complete surprise. Um, should we want to keep it as a surprise guest? We have a we have a surprise guest lined up. We have a surprise guest lined up. If he can do it this week, we're going to do it this week. Here's the thing: if he can't do it this week, I don't know when we're going to be able to do it okay. because he lives in California. Okay. So, so that so now there's two arguments for that. Mention it and talk about it because I'm so excited about it. Right. This way, even if he doesn't come, at least I get to talk about it. Right. Or don't mention it. Oh, fuck it. Let's mention it. Okay. Um, I'm going to say the name Kane Hoder, and a lot of people out there might not be aware of who he is. Um, but he was the he was a he's a stuntman, still is, um, who played Jason Voorhees in four of the Friday the 13th movies. Uh, Mainly when Jason was uh, a supernatural zombie, like when he came back from the dead and he was all jacked up and huge and fucking rotting face and all that shit. Um, that was like what four or five on. Somewhere? Yeah, that, I think it was Jason Lives. Um, Jason Lives on. I think he did Jason Lives to Jason X. But why even? Why even wonder when we have Wikipedia? And Friday the Thirteenth being. <laughs> The famed horror, the classic horror series. I mean, if you don't know what Friday the 13th is, I don't even know why you're listening to this podcast. But yes. Um, and that's where Freddy. Jason. Jason. My Fred, Jason Myers. Jesus Christ. I don't know why you're doing this podcast. Uh, Jason Voorhees. Jason Head. Jason Voorhees. Pin, what's his name? Pin, Pinhead. Pinhead. Okay. That was Doug. Uh, Lyman. No, Doug Lyman directed uh, Swingers. Okay. Right? Yeah. Doug, oh, what the fuck is the name of the e guy? E Fresh. Yes, Doug E Fresh played Pinhead. <laughs> uh, so, so Kane did him in uh, Friday the 13th, Part 7, The New Blood. Uh, Jason takes Manhattan. Jason goes to hell. And Jason X. I want to, I have a bit, I'm not as big of a horror or, or a fanatic of that series as you are. Right. I am, I am like anybody else. You know, like it's, it's in my, it's on my radar. I've seen them. I, I appreciate yeah. them, but yeah. Uh, but I'm super excited because I would have a billion questions for him. Oh God, yeah. Like I want to know like when he's scared. You yeah. know, like I, you know he's been scared. He's a human being. He has sure. a family. He lives in a home. I'm sure like he might have heard like a creak one night and been like, "Oh shit, is someone in my house?" Right. It doesn't matter if I play Jason. No. <laughs> Hello, Kane. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Nugget doesn't like you, Kane. <laughs> Uh, yeah, he plays uh, Hatchet in those Hatchet movies now, which you haven't seen those Hatchet movies, right? No, no. Not yet. We're going to have to watch them. I, I, but I wonder if, if any part of that process of making the Friday the 13th movies when you're Jason. Right. I wonder if any part of it whatsoever is scary at all. No. It's be. not. No. You're the guy. You're the guy in the mess. Like, yeah, but you're still – yeah, you're always – right. You're always you're always attacking. You're not – Right. Even if you're setting up a scene and it's dark and all that shit like that, you're the guy. You're the guy. You're the one that when you're walking around – first of all, Kane Hoda is like – look at how fucking big he is. Yeah, he's like 16 feet tall. Yeah, he's like huge and muscular and shit. Um, all right. Well, all right. We get it, buddy. And What? Dreamy? What? 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 Huh? What? <laughs> 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 has he has he been has he had the request to put on a Jason outfit to have sex? I mean that's question one right, that right. we're asking right, him. Right, right. Question one. Um if he hasn't, it would be a shame, right? Yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. He what he should be doing is he should be fucking chopping down doors with axes holding a seven head and his penis out. Right, and, ju- right, right, and just having sex. Like, I would if I was him, I would make like a website like you know, fuck Jason. 
Dot.com. Like, dot com. <laughs> just like, you know, just come to, like, either, either, like, he makes calls or he's just based out of, like, the office is like a, like a, like a, like a, like a, like a fake, like, log cabin or whatever it is. Right. You know, like, but it's like a log cabin in the middle of the city. Like, it's just like a, like a tourist attraction. <laughs> like Halloween, he sets it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, just like, come fuck Jason. I'll wear the mask. I'll like grunt out, you know, I'll do the, do the grunts. <laughs> People would do it, believe it or not. Yeah, oh, definitely. People would, People do, would it. do it. But when you're an actor or an actress in that movie, I bet, I bet a lot of them like don't have to necessarily like dig deep to be scared either, right? Uh, well, you have this giant guy coming at you with an axe. I'll put it to you this way. I run from the goddamn cat suit, and it's real. Right. And you, like, and you I don't know like who's it. in the cat I, suit. I, actually, I, we've changed it a couple times with, our, like, with people that have been in it. Right. I, I know that it's one of you in it, right. you know, like that, but when the cat is... It's a natural instinct. Sure. The cat starts running at you. You run. You just want don't want it to catch you. You know what I mean? Like I don't right. think I'm gonna die when the cat gets to me. But you, you, it's just like this thing, this innate thing inside you. You don't want to get caught. Right. When someone's chasing you, you're like, oh shit, I'm getting the hell out of here. Just like when you play tag or whatever. <laughs> but if I'm that way. With like a cat mascot outfit, right? I imagine that, like you know, when when he's when you're in the woods and it's dark and he's got the axe and they, they yell action and he's coming out and he's looking at you with those eyes and shit, right? Right. It's got to be like intimidating. Yeah, you, I'm sure it's like well, you, even fucking in, in in haunted houses when I go through and the actor like just gets in your face and like real close and is just like you're gonna die yeah. and I know it's a it's a theater yeah. major from from NYU <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean whose father cries himself to sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I know that and I'm still like I, I mean there's just something odd to the personal space being invaded you know what I mean and it's like yeah. uh, it, it, you odds are if you're going to NYU on a on a, on a full ride <laughs> Your father is definitely like a surgeon, right. a Midwest surgeon, <laughs> and it's like, oh, so so is Billy gonna? Is right. Billy going in? Like, hey, Ted, what's going on? How are you today? Good, I'm doing great. I saw Billy uh, left for college. He packed up the old car. Yes, my my little boy is uh, he's out of the house. That's amazing. Yeah. God, they grow up so fast. Yeah, so fast. Yeah. So. What's uh, what's he going to school for? What's that? It's just I saw your son Billy. I saw him. Oh yeah, yeah. Where's he going to again? Billy wants to dance. Wait, what? Billy wants to dance. Well, yeah, sure. I mean, I dance with my wife at weddings all the time. Yeah, it's no, great. Billy want, Yeah, but Billy just wants to dance like for for a profession. Well, it's we couldn't be more happy. Where where's he going? Me and my wife couldn't be more happy. Yeah. About it. Oh, yeah, what, yeah. what school? He's going to NYU. They teach. They yeah, teach I mean, it's, dance it's, it's reasonable. It's eighty grand a year. Oh, eighty grand. And then they a year. teach him the kickball change. Right. He's. I wow. mean, he's he's got a great four foot square apartment in the Lower East Side. Right. You're paying for that too, huh? Yeah. It's it's a pretty reasonable four G's a month too. Wow. So we're happy about everything. Yeah. Happy about the way things went. So he. He. You know, we're gonna go out there and visit him. You're you gonna know? go watch him dance. You're gonna go watch yeah, him dance. Of course, we're gonna go watch him dance. Um, he's training all year, right? Okay. Oh, he's training. He's, he's training all oh, okay. year. That's and excellent. Then in about nine months, when he's done training, right. he does a, a four-minute number. Oh, in this bro- in this Broadway show, like a review. Yeah, it's like oh, it's like an off off Broadway 
It's off off Broadway. Tickets are only one seventeen for the fir- for the front row. <laughs> wow! If you want to go, oh, I'm I, I'm. I mean, we and he this room be, in New York, not in his right. apartment. Okay, but we could stay in a like a reasonably priced ho- uh, New York hotel. It's like six hundred a night. I mean, here's the thing: it's got water. That weekend is a weekend. My son, who's a Marine. Is, oh, is coming home from the war. That's right. That's right. That's you know, we right. want to welcome him home as a hero because you know he was out there defending our nation. Yes, uh, and and he's also starting his construction business that weekend. So it's kind of a busy. I, busy, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've, but, the, I've, but no, I mean, go I've for the had dancing. many war vets that I've, I've I've done surgery on. Right. And right. then you know, and, and and the only reason I'm able to do that, and I and I went to school, yeah. is that my my grand my father, his grandfather, oh, right. had that. Uh, he was a steel. He worked in the steel. Uh, Oh, I remember him. He used to come by. He's huge and manly, and yeah, like yeah, he, the- and, well, well, he worked with his bare hands. He came to this country right. with nothing. Okay. And oh, then, so it's yeah, like kind of like the American dream. Yeah, I mean, he he died a black lung, right? Of course, know, but, but now uh, his grandson, yeah, his grandson, yes, gets to. Well, I should say this. This yeah. is something I didn't mention. Okay. He's also going to be on So You Think You Could Dance. Oh! Wow. <laughs> the, the funny part about this is that's like one of my favorite shows of all time. <laughs> I, the, the, best, the best part about this is I watch those dancers in awe. I know. I, I, I literally have... <coughs> I literally like watch that and I'm like, I cannot believe the level of talent that I'll never achieve of these evil. But, yeah. But yeah, no, no, no. But we're going to go see him. And it's going to be great. Oh, we're us. back in? <laughs> All right, okay. Oh, wow. Okay, cool. Yeah. God, that's good. Good for you, man. Yeah. Good I'm choice. totally fine with it because it turns out my daughter's a fucking whore, so <laughs> anything's better than that. <laughs> yeah, my daughter's going to, to school for, for, for to be a surgeon, too, except she's fucking blowing everybody over there. <laughs> well, do you have a number? Because I... I <laughs> wow. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. It's, we should mention it's early in the morning. Yeah, it's pretty early <laughs> for us anyway. I used to get, I used to get up. I was in the house to bartend for a good the, more than a decade. Yes, sir. And uh, I used to I used to go to bed between five and seven a.m. every like like four nights a week. Right. And I would wake up like. I would wake up between like eleven and two p.m. every day. You what a what a life that was. You can't go back to bartending, right? Oh God, no. You can't. I mean, I lo- I was fun, and I you were, it. and I've said it not because you're my friend, the best bartender I've ever seen. Thank you. you Thank you. I took you pride. Every drink. Uh, you you knew what people wanted to drink as they approached the bar. You remembered them whether they were in there a month ago, whether they're in there six months ago. Right. They would walk up, and you would start making their drink already. Right. Um. You never charged me for a drink, right. which was it's <laughs> all coming out right now. <laughs> uh, ever, I, I never paid for a drink in all your years of bartending. Um, and, but like you, you remembered everybody's name. People would come in when you were bartending just to hang out with you. Yeah, I took that shit serious. You did and, and you would make playlists before you went to work. You would spend an hour and a half making a playlist just for that night. You would come up with games. You you had special times of the night that people could do special things. You you were. Uh, the fucking best bartender of all time. You were really great. Thanks, man. That means a lot. That yeah. means a lot. It was pretty well, amazing. You got, I try to do everything I do as good as I can do it. But that was... I take, I take party planning and hosting and, and being a, yeah. a host very serious. I wanted to create a certain atmosphere. And thanks. That's yeah. nice of you to say. No, it's true. We used to do this thing. The thing is, you got to make something out of nothing. Like, if I'm bartending on a Tuesday night... Right. 
why does anyone want to come out on Tuesday night? You know, you right. have your local locals. Sure. You have your people that are going to drink no matter what. Right. But how do you go above and beyond that? So you got to make something out of nothing. So we used to just play games all the time. And I basically let people do whatever they wanted. I made, made it like they owned the bar. Right. And they would come in like, this is, this is my place. Right. And then everybody who felt like that all got to know each other and this was their place. Right. And that's it. It's your place. I'm just here working for you. Right. I'm just setting the atmosphere. But we used to do this thing and uh, I wanted to tell uh, him this and I didn't get a chance yet. But my buddy, my buddy Matt, one day, this this was like this all the time. It was a very neighborhood, very like fun, uh, anything goes eclectic place where I used to work at. Right. My buddy Matt comes in and he brings this childhood tattered. There's no more glass on it. The glass shattered. It was sun sun um, faded and falling apart. It was a picture, a cheap picture that you win at like a carnival of okay. Shaq, right? Of Shaquille O'Neal. That's right. And his aunt gave it to him. He had it in his room for like 15 years. It was like when Shaq was on the Orlando Magic in his rookie year. And it was falling apart. He was going to throw it out. So he brought it into the bar like people did all the time. And he's like, hang this. You know? Right. And I was like, oh, this is funny. This is like – Shaq look, actually looked like a, car, a picture. It looked like a picture of a cardboard cutout. Oh, Shaq, right. <laughs> I hope I still have it. I got to find it. But uh, And I'm telling you, the thing was – it looked like – it, it was in your trunk forever. Yeah. It looked like it was in a flood – Yes. And it like wrinkled, crinkled, and it got yeah. faded, and it had watermarks on it and right. sun marks. And the frame was plastic, and it was held together by glue. That was breaking, <laughs> and it just was a piece of shit. Right. And he was like, "I had it my whole life. I didn't want to throw it out, so I brought it in." And I was like, "Ah, oh, let's fucking let's let's just keep it here." So I wrote on the back of it. It was a piece of cardboard on the back. I wrote, "Do not throw out." Right. And I put it on that, and then all of a sudden, I said, "You know what? We have to celebrate this." So ev- what we did was. Every Tuesday night, mm-hmm. as soon as the clock struck 2 a.m., right. I called it shack time. Shack time. <laughs> right? And what we would do is, and I didn't, I wouldn't tell anybody. I just, if you were in the bar, you experienced shack time. Right. And then you, you knew about shack time and you chose to come back and bring back people or whatever right. it is. At shack time, I hung up Shaq's photo. Right. Okay? Above the bar. Above the bar. Uh-huh. Okay. Made an announcement. Handed out noisemakers, pots, pans, to every, everything. Right. Okay? I said, ladies and gentlemen, we blew a whistle. I said, it's, it is shack time. Whoever's in the bar gets a free drink. If there was 40 people in the bar, I poured 40 shots. Right. Right? We then turned on... At full blast, his rap album with the Fushnikins. <laughs> Can we rock? What's up, Doc? Right. right. So that's that came on. That starts with Siren. It's like woo 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 woo, and everyone starts banging the noisemakers. <laughs> wow. I walk around like a, like a ring lady, like a ring girl, right. holding the card up. <laughs> I hold the shack up. I'm like it's shack time. I just start pouring shots, right. and then my buddy who went above and beyond drops the projection screen and starts playing <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal highlights <laughs> for no reason. People are hooting and hollering, standing on the bar, banging pots and pans. Everyone just starts doing shots. Right. What can we rock? What's up, Doc is playing. He's dunking over people. There's a siren going off, and we did that every Tuesday at two a.m. Right. Well. The bonus to that is, first of all, I stayed open until four, no matter what. In New York, we stay, you're allowed to stay open until sure. four. I stay open until four because every bar wants to close before four. So I wanted people to know, if you at three o'clock, if you want to go somewhere, I'm going to be open. That's right. So I would get that 
every other bar crowd come to those days. And they wanted to be there for Shaq because who doesn't want to start, who doesn't want a free drink? Right. And I didn't, it was whatever you wanted. It was whatever you wanted. Okay. So, you know, it wasn't like a bullshit shot or anything. Right. And people used to be run in the bar at like 155. All of a sudden, I would see people run. Because if you, the rule was if you got there at 201, you weren't getting the drink. Right. You could participate in the highlights. Sure. <coughs> but you weren't getting the drink. <laughs> People used to people used to pour into the bar. Just to, I mean, people used to pour into like, did I miss did I miss Shaq time? And I'm like, no, man, one fifty nine. They're like, yeah. And like people used to write like to each other. Like I used to get texts like, are you going to Shaq time? I'll, I'll meet you at Shaq time. Fine, let's just go for Shaq time. And this is Tuesday night at two a.m. There used right. to be fifty people, sixty people in the bar going nuts. So this legend grew. I did this for years, years, yeah. long time. So now when <clears throat> when the local papers and stuff, when we have events, and we used to be like a music venue, so we would have like write ups and this and that. And Shack time, I we everyone just started talking. It used to get into print. So it would get into print in like Time Out New York, the Staten Island events, and they'd be like, oh, this night they're having a party, or this night's blah, blah, or the kitchen's open. Or even if it's just a write-up of the bar. Right. Kitchen's open till 2. Uh, you know, it's a great place. You go there. They got a great, you know, they have a pool table, and you go and you hang out. It's a really eclectic, artistic crowd, blah, blah, And don't miss shack time. Right. Don't You do not want to miss shack time at 2 a.m. People used to come in with a newspaper and go, what's shack time? And everybody there would be like... No, I can't tell you what Shaq time. <laughs> you're either here for Shaq time or you're not. Right. It was first like, rule of Shaq time. You do not talk about Shaq time. <clears throat> so, so fast forward ten, like eight, nine years later, we right. get the show on True TV. Shaq gets a show on True TV. That's right. Which, which my friends were like, did you get Shaq to follow you in real life on television? Like, <laughs> it's the real Shaq time. Like, he's following your show. But Shaq was going to come on our show. To, uh, to, prom- to to be on. Oh, Mar- that's right. There was a, there was. We were supposed to fly down to Atlanta or something, and we were going to shoot. And Shaq was going to be a guest on our show, right. like a cross promote thing. He was going to help us. He was going to help him. And we're like, who doesn't want Shaq on the show? He's so personable. Right. And I couldn't believe it because what Shaq meant to all these people. Right. Like, I I wanted to tell Shaq. I it was. I just. I was like. I wanted to meet him and be like Shaq. You don't understand something. For the last three years, I. Every Tuesday night at 2 a.m., I had 60 people just worshiping you, <laughs> showing your highlights, playing your yeah, rap Yeah, but album. when you're shacked, you don't, like... I I hope that he fi- it would find that special. Right. It was called Shaq time. It was in the, the newspaper. the world loves Shaq, though. I know. <laughs> He's I know. not, you know... But, but... I, I Does anybody he, not like Shaq? I don't know. I like, he doesn't beloved. have a public image problem, right? He never no. got into trouble with women. He never got in trouble with drugs. He never did any of that stuff, just, right? No, Shaq's just beloved. He just did... His biggest crime is maybe he did corny shit here or there. Which which he's loved for. Yeah. Like, yeah. he did that Steel movie, like, that Superman Shazam, spin-off. right? Didn't he do Shazam? No, Sh- no. Yeah, he did Shazam, where he was Kazam, a genie. Kazam. 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 He was a genie in a boombox, and he rapped in it. Yeah, and he yeah. Had the thing. But he did um, a DC comic. He did a comic book movie... Before comic books movies were fucking cool, there was when Superman died back in '92. Um, I don't know if you know this. Four Superman came back. Have you ever heard that yes, storyline? The big one where he died. Yeah, yeah, he died, and then for a year it was called the Reign of the Superman story, and he was replaced by four Superman. One was a clone of his called Superboy. Uh, one was a evil villain of his that was half human half robot that made himself look like a cyborg superman another one was a a kryptonian robot called the eradicator and the fourth 
was this guy named John Henry Irons, who was a huge, huge black guy, an iron worker that Superman saved. And he was like, I have to dedicate my life to. So they, they weren't aliens. No, well, no, the eradicator was because he was Kryptonian. Did they all exist in the same universe? Yeah, there was. So there was, it was a big mystery. Superman. Well, they were all claiming to be Superman. Okay, like, um, like they were, like people were like, because the clone looked like a younger Superman. Superman. How does the Superman kid look like the ten foot black Superman? Well, no, no, he. Well, you don't let me finish. He was the only one that didn't make the claim that he was Superman, and he was basically he still is DC Comics Iron Man. He built a suit. An Iron Man suit. What a giant. It was silver and a giant S on it. Uh-huh. And people were like, who are these four Superman? They're claiming to be him. And it was Lois Lane was trying to figure it out. So Shaq, like myself, big Superman fan with the, the Superman tattoo. is when I, when I got my Superman tattoo in New Orleans, you... I think three people have that tattoo beside you. Shaq, right. Joey Fatone. And Bon Jovi. And Bon Jovi. <laughs> <laughs> You're in good company, my friend. <laughs> I'll take any one of those guys to like hang out with. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm not joking. Right. Good company. Shaq's amazing. Bon Jovi's amazing. Right. He sold 200 million records. I, I grew up on him. And Joey Fatone. And, and Joey Fatone, God bless him. Is Joey Fatone. Joey, I love Insane. Who, who always had Joey Fatone, who is he on Twitter? <laughs> because here we go. Ah. Yes. Well, first of all, do we follow Shaq too? Not yet. This is a bunch of follows right here. Uh, oh, I follow Shaq. First of all, just in my daily practice, right? Of course, and on Twitter. But what say you has to follow Shaq and Joey Fatone right now? I don't think Bon Jovi's on. Real at real Joey Fatone, and his background, Superman symbol. Hey, all right, <laughs> we gotta get this guy on, right? Yeah, let me see how many followers is he have. Uh, One hundred thirty-five thousand. Okay, okay. Yeah, Joey, a fucking in sync, man. All right, so we're gonna follow. We are now following. Joey Fatone, uh, you guys know what to do in the audience. If you could reach out to Joey Fatone, we we, we love him because you know I could use his help in defending the Superman tattoo. Oh, I would ask him a billion questions too. Yeah, I'm a question. Forget about it. Does that make any sense? It does. <laughs> Joey Fatone's a good one, man. That would be great to get he, on. Oh my god, that'd be amazing. And I believe he has Staten Island ties. Does he? Yeah. He uh, he always seemed to have a good sense of humor about not like being. Justin Timberlake, yeah. right? you know what they I mean? all do. They all did. I think. Yeah, but he, but he was known. Yeah. He was known. For He's known for a sense of humor. And yeah. Everything. Yeah. So Joey Fatone would be good. So at real Joey Fatone, they call me the fat one. He says in his bio. So he's got a good sense of humor about it. That is funny. That his his name his name spells fat one. Fat one. Oh, excellent. That's cool. All right. So uh, yeah, if you guys want to get on that. Got a show for Tone. That would be a good we'll, one. We'll work on Shaq on our own. But, right. Uh, Shaq's a tough nut to crack. So he made. So now he's a huge Superman fan, and he's like, "I'm gonna make the Steel movie. It's a black superhero. Uh, it's a black. Uh, and I don't want to. <laughs> let, let me show you what, what what came out of it. Uh, he's like, he's a black Superman, um, and that's good positive role model. Let me make this movie. Um, so he makes the Steel movie based on that character. Um. What's his name? Let's put in Steel, Shaq. And we've mentioned to this audience that we've since met Shaq, right? We, oh, yeah. We told that story. And I did not get a chance to tell Shaq about Shaq time yet. But the next time I hope that we cross paths with Shaq, I'm going to tell him. So there he is, the Steel. 
I cannot believe I did not know this. Yeah, that's him as, and they couldn't use the Superman. I, there was like some weird deal in. Oh wait, so that's him as? Oh no, but that's not. That's that's a version of the Iron Guy. That's Steel. That's it, the fourth Superman. Oh, it is. That's literally him. That's that's, him. that's who he plays. Steel. I think that's, you said his name was Iron. No, no, no. John Henry Irons is a character's real name in real life. That's him. That's him in the comic book, and right next to him is Shaq is him. And, and he, this is the the real the the real offshoot of the Dead oh, Superman. Yes, he made a movie based on that character. It was a DC Comics movie, but they couldn't use the death of Superman and all that stuff. So he worked in a junkyard ah. and he built the suit out of like junk and shit like that and started fighting crime. I cannot believe I did not see this. Yeah. Oh my god! Did you enjoy it? Well, I did. You know, it was it was for what for what. I wanted to enjoy. I gotta it see this. Yeah, yeah. Shaq is so freaking funny. Yeah, he's funny, man. He's such a he's such a personality. I mean, I'm not saying anything that anyone doesn't know, but he just he's a funny, dude, man. Uh, and we read uh, his text to me, and uh, <laughs> we did that, right? Yeah, we did that Word. on Tenderloin's podcast. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, that's fucking badass, man. The guy's like. Making superhero movies and shit like that. That's cool. So, how did we even get into that? Wait, I lost the train of thought here, buddy. We got into that. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Sorry, we're looking at pictures of Shaq. Right, you know, so. um, You're talking to the wrong guy. I've been taking Ginkgo Biloba. It's not helping? (laughs) Oh. But uh, all right, so so, so we're, we're fans. Oh, because 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 we, we went through uh, Kane Holder coming on. Oh yeah, what are we? We're, we're all over the map today. Yeah. <clears throat> and when I showed up today, you were like, I don't even know if I can do this. I'm not. I don't, I I'm not in the mood. Well, speaking of speaking of Kane Holder. Okay, Kane Holder. And you you had gone into before the haunted houses. Yes. And how it's just an uncomfortable feeling. Fuck, be scared. Fuckjason.com or a real one? <laughs> <laughs> Not fuckjason.com, which, by the way, anybody who does that, I want a piece of the action on that. <laughs> Not the actual action, the money. But no, no. Um, when you go to a haunted house, it's just it's something else to be scared. Just like when that cat was chasing me. I just don't like things jumping out at me. Right. Right? So you were saying, oh, and by the way, there's these new crazy haunted houses. Like Blackout in New York City. Look this stuff up on the internet. It is, you have to sign a waiver. Right. And there's two different ones now. One where you go through completely nude. That is fucking insane. It's insane. That's insane. It is, you have to, you know how vulnerable you must feel? I mean, any, so I can't. It's genius, but I mean, imagine the workers there. Like just nude people are just going through. And it's not, probably not, there's only like 5% of people look good nude. Right. I mean, come and on. we're not in that five percent. No, God, so, no. so we're not saying that to like no. be judgmental. No, I'm not, I'm saying that I would never want to do that. <laughs> Who's more scared when I go through me being nude, walking through a haunted house, or the people that have to see me? Um, and there's another one where you sign. You have to sign a, a waiver, and they're allowed to literally beat the shit out. Like they, you go through alone. You sign a waiver. You go through alone. There's not a light. In the fucking, it is hardly a light in a thing. And you go completely by yourself. And they waterboard you. They actually put 
cloth over your face yeah. and pour... And they waterboard you. And they, they throw a bag over your head and they put a fucking gun in your mouth. Right. It's based on... Uh, not like it's not based on like monsters or anything. It's based on like real life, uh, like adrenaline, fear, like type stuff. Right. And there's this disgusting thing too, where like a lady comes out and she like fucking starts shoving shit in your mouth and like gross shit. What do you mean? Oh, I didn't want to say because it it's too gross. Well, everybody wants. Every, literally every person listening right uh, now. If you look it up, you'll read and you can read reviews and everything. Yeah. She like is like a, in a psych ward, and she comes out and like I think she handcuffs you. Right. And then it's fake. It's completely fake, but it's it's it is what it is. She shoves her fucking she tampon in your mouth. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, that's horrible. It's it's it's. I mean, it's a, it's squeamish. It's in it's fucking vomit inducing, but it's disgusting. But this is what someone thought up, and this is what people are paying to do. This is insane. I would never, ever. Oh. Just, first of all, just walking through alone, like the the. I don't do haunted houses. That's right. I don't know if anyone knows that. We never talked about it, but I don't do them. Yeah. I won't even do the ones like on the boardwalk where you sit in like a little like tram. Right. And yeah. it's like, and, like just a puff of air blows in your a face. A puff of air. I will not do it. Right. I get super anxiety. I'm a fr- I don't like things jumping out at me. We went to Disney World and I didn't want to go through the, the haunted house thing. That's right. The only way you got through Pirates of the Caribbean yeah, was, oh. was by joking with that British family behind us the entire fucking time. I was so scared because right. I, I didn't know what was... In, now, don't get me wrong. I've been, since been through Pirates of the Caribbean. Sure. I had never gone through it. Right. And you're just going through these little caves, little tunnels, and I thought things were going to jump out at sure. you. Sure. It's not like that, though. It's no. All, it's, it's pretty awesome. It's, it was uh, awesome. But I was... But I just... I, I, when I went there... And there's a British family behind me. I was scared right. of my goddamn mind. Because <laughs> who was it? Was it just you and I? Why were we in Disney that Stacey? time? It was you, me, and Stacy. We were in L.A. and we went to. Di- That's right. It was just the three of us. Yeah, when we went yeah to Disney. and I was scared that things are going to jump out and grab you from the side. Right. That's what I'm scared of. Because I will punch a fucking actor right in the teeth. I don't right. care. Because I, I, I'm, I'm telling. That's why I'm nervous. I'm, I'm going to snap. It's like when someone like tickles you or whatever. I'm going to snap and I'm going to. This person's not going to. So, <laughs> as a matter of fact, we went to this one last year called The Killers. In, in, in Manhattan, right. New York. And it was a recreation. You go through with a, like, maybe a group of 10 each. Yeah. You walk through room to room. And every room had, um, a real life serial killer. Right. Like you would walk into a room and there would be John Wayne Gacy watching TV. And they recreated his. Ha- and it's, it's not a, it's not an animatronic. It's a dude right. dressed like John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. And he, and he starts rumbling and mumbling at you. Yeah. And, shit like that. and in this haunted house, I guess everyone's trying to step it up. So usually they can't touch you if they do. And they put a red X on your head. They put a red blood That's X right. in your if head. If you agree to be touched. If you want to be touched or right. if you don't want to be touched. I forget. One of the, whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be touched, they put a red X on your head. If you don't want to be touched. No red X. There's nothing on your forehead. So right. the actors know who they can grab and shit. And I went through that thing. And I went through it with like 10 people, like friends. Yeah. And you're in a safe place. Yeah, because I get in between them, uh. you know, or I back up against the wall. My back goes flush against the wall where I know nothing's coming out. Right. Of. As long as I can see everything in front of me, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And this fucking thing, there was like, they made some rooms really foggy so you couldn't see anything. Right. You couldn't see your own friends. Couldn't even get out of that couldn't one room. Couldn't get out. Yeah. And I would just walk into every room and go, I don't have a red X. I don't have a red X. So whatever you're thinking, I, you can't touch me. <laughs> and these like, people would come up to me like, like they would be all dressed up like as like these like, people. And they'd come right to my face. And I'd be like, I don't have a red X. 
So just back up. <laughs> the, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> I would run. I was like running through some rooms, just going no red X, no red X, because right. they jump out of the of the in the hole yeah. of crevices. It took me, and they, my friends had to go. It took me everything to go. I had to go. We went to a bar before, and I took right. like five shots because I couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So. Getting back to what you said about like not wanting people to scare you and jump out and all that stuff. Recently, and I'm going to tell this story because we don't do the Ten Lines podcast or whatever. Right. Recently on the Impractical Jokers. Oh, this is the cornfield? Yeah. Okay. You guys decided I was punished. And you guys decided to dream up a punishment for me. <laughs> and I don't, now we don't usually, nine out of ten times, we don't know when we're getting punished what the punishment's going to be. Right. We show up. And then we could, could kind of guess what it might be. You generally know you're getting punished that day. You, you know you're getting punished. Yeah. Oh, generally. Generally. Sometimes we... This we season do we've done a couple of hijinks, you know, people. But right. you didn't. You know you're getting punished. You don't necessarily know what it's going to be. And then when you show up at the place, sometimes you still don't know what sure. it's going to be. Like when I when, they, when you guys put me in the cage with those cats, right. when I walked out and addressed the audience and I said, hello, everyone, thank you for coming, I still didn't know what it was. Right. But sometimes you'll... And like when you had to teach sex ed, you thought it was going to be the kids and it was your parents. Well, yeah, that, that's a perfect example. You guys told me about that because the guys was, I have to be prepared to talk about sex in front of teenagers so I can't say anything bad. Right. So I had an idea going in that that's what I was going to do. You but st- still didn't know what you were saying. Right. You still have to say what we said. So it still is a very big surprise. Right. Sometimes you know, sometimes you know. And then, of course, my parents were there. <coughs> so it was all it was all a scam anyway. Right. Sons of bitches. That's right. Okay. Thank you. And we, we took that and we put it in the live show to this day. So if you haven't seen the live show, Q does the extended birds and bees talk that he had to do to his parents, which yeah. was 40 minutes. It got cut down on the show to three, four minutes. Yeah. yeah. He does that live. It's fun. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's a fun time. Uh, so I show up. We drive two and a half hours. This was in October, mid, early October, right? Yeah, we drive two and a half hours into Long Island, and I'm brought separately to a restaurant where I sit for another two and a half hours <laughs> alone. <laughs> I ate a slice of pizza and right. talked to the owner for two and a half hours. Yeah. The whole crew goes off to another location about a half hour away. It's a cornfield. I didn't know that. Right. So finally, I'm waiting. They tell me I have to change. I have to put on this outfit. And I'm thinking to myself, what are we doing out here? I don't know. So a van comes to get me and they pull into this farm, this field. And we're driving down a dirt road, a bumpy dirt road for like five, six minutes driving. Mm -hmm. And then we stop and all the dirt is kicked up behind us. We're five or six driving minutes into into a field. Right. I get out and I see you guys standing there. I still don't know what it is. Right. All I know is we're in a desolate... (laughs) Well, you have a giant cornfield to your left. To your right right is woods. The woods. So you know you're either going into the woods or the (laughs) cornfield. What could this be? I don't know yet. So I know they have these haunted hayrides and Uh things like that at these farms and stuff. (laughs) And I know that you know that I'm completely scared of this type of thing. You were asking me if it was a haunted house. Yes. Right, because I showed I said, guys, are you going to take me to a haunted house? Because if you're taking me to a haunted house, I'm not going to go through it. <laughs> I mean, you have to do the punishments. That's the caveat of the show. You right. can't say no to the punishment. Right. That's right. I'm starting to shake in my goddamn boots because what I don't want is to give you any ideas. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't want to play because no matter what it is, I don't know what's going on. I don't want to play my show my hand because if I make a big deal out of me being real scared, you guys are surely to, to change sure. something. Right. 
So I get there. So you direct me to the cornfield. The three of you are standing there. Well, we we had we had stretched a, a long. When I mean long, I mean like a Th- mile, thousands of feet. Yeah, of rope through the cornfield, but not in a path. There was no. It wasn't a corn maze. That's important to mention. It was a cornfield. <laughs> there was just a. There was no <laughs> path. So we just strung this rope around in up in a bizarre, makes no sense pattern. Throughout, he was cutting through cornfields, up corn rows, through corn rows, through fucking dead corn stalks, everything. I couldn't take a step, not a single step, without pushing corn stalks out That's of my right. way. Yeah, this wasn't anything. This wasn't produced that way. You were walking through a cornfield, so it was fucked up. Yes. Uh, so we say, just put your hand on the rope. There, there was the a rope. rope that came out of the cornfield that to start, right. and we tied it. Up, you know, we basically made a trail for him to follow with the rope. We said, put your hands on the rope. Never take your hand off the rope. If you take your hand off the rope, you have to go back to the beginning. Start over. Right. That's all I know now. Right. So, guys, I don't want to go into this this cornfield. I'm scared out of my goddamn right. mind. And I, I turn to you guys and I say, guys, camera, no camera. I need to be prepared for this. Right. If, let me know. Is this fucking cornfield haunted? To which Gatto says. So Gatto took me on the side because I did. They're like, no, 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 it's not haunted. I said, guys, I don't care about the goddamn cameras. Mm-hmm. If it's haunted, it's haunted. I don't want to do it. But if it's haunted, I need to know. If you guys have someone jumping out at me, I'm going to punch someone as hard as I can. And you're going to punch a person on our crew or an actor, whoever the fuck it is. Right. It's not going to be good. Is the cornfield haunted? <laughs> I was saying it so dead ass serious. <laughs> Tell me if the goddamn cornfield is haunted. Right. So Joe takes me on the side and he does something that we do. It's like a code that we have because... When we film the show, the cameras are on 24-7. It's, we try to make it as real as possible. We try to s- trick each other as much as possible. Right. And that's the only way it's fun for us and fun for you. Can't be fake. So Joe takes it on the side. He looks me in the eye, like on the side. And I don't even think the cameras were on. Right. And mind you now, they hooked me up, they hooked me up to cameras because I'm going into the cornfield. Right. So they did that thing where cameras are hooked up to my chest and my head. Like, they're just facing your face. Yeah, so they yeah. Atta- the cameras are attached to me. Right. So there's a camera on me at all times, <laughs> like those scare tactic type that's cameras, it, that's which it. was another giveaway for me. Right. Although how are you going to – you needed to put it on me no matter what. Sure. Because I was going to walk a half hour into this cornfield alone. <laughs> Little did I know. <laughs> Joe takes me on the side. He levels on me. He looks me in the eyes. He goes, Sal, look at me. I would tell you, it's not haunted. Right. It plays to some of the things you don't like, like pointy objects and things like that, because I have like OCD with sharp objects. Right. He's like, but it's not haunted. I said, okay, I can handle the sharp objects, but I'm not going to like it. And then before I went, I said, Joe, if there's going to be daggers shooting at my eyes or something, like this better be safe. Well, it's just the corn stalks, I think he's talking about, because those leaves are like green daggers. Yeah, and if you don't know me, I have a, I have a crazy OCD with my eyes. I have very sensitive, weird eyes. They're sensitive to light, and when when I see sharp objects, it freaks me out, and I get right. like tense. I get like a headache. Living in my body is no fun. <laughs> It's not. It's, it's not fun life. being Salvo Cam. I'm just an erotic idiot, right? Yeah, so yeah. he says it's not. I start going in. I start walking in. And right away, like you take five steps, you're away from the sunlight. Right. It was, it was, it was getting dark. 
It was the perfect time. Yeah, they call it like magic hour, right? Yeah. When the it, sun's going it, down. And we couldn't film it in the pitch black because then you couldn't see me. Right. But it, it was getting dark. And as soon as you take like literally like five, six, seven steps in. The coin swallows you, right? It swallows you up. I don't see you anymore. I don't see outside. It gets <laughs> it gets like ten shades darker. And like you're just. Colder, like chill, it like gets chill, colder. Right? And all you see is corn. And this. Horror movies, Children of the Corn, right. like <laughs> everything, it takes place in the woods, on a farm, and like a corn field is quintessential horror. Right. Sure. You're, you're separated. You can't see what's coming from any direction. It's like, it's like soundproof noise. almost <laughs> in there, right? And like from you guys. Right. But sound amplifies anything that's happening within those corns. Right. Every step I take, it like sets off like a, a reverberation of crackles and everything like that. <laughs> And I'm, you said, don't take your hand off the rope, which scared me too, because I'm going to punch, I'm going to swing if someone's coming. Sure. <laughs> so I get like five, ten, and I, my mind starts playing tricks on me immediately. Right. And if the wind blows, you hear like a rustling, and I immediately, I'm like, oh, what's that? And when I tell you I'm not going to do this justice saying it, because I was at such a heightened level of fear. Right. And you guys can say all you want about me. You can fucking tweet at me and make fun of me <laughs> about being a pussy. Whatever you want to do, go ahead. You don't understand what it's like when you don't want something to jump out and grab you and you're in the middle of a cornfield alone. It's really fucked up. So you guys start making fun of me. I have an earpiece in so I can still hear you. Yeah. And you guys are already making fun of me and everything. Well, because we hear you. Your vo- Usually we, we listen to each other with the headphones in our ears. There was no need for it because you were screaming so loud. You would just hear from the cornfield you going, what's that? What's that? <laughs> this better not be haunted. And because every sound I heard, right. I was like, this is the moment people are going to attack me. Right? <laughs> and then I think you ran in. Right? Like I was like, yeah. I was like a minute into it and you just came lunging in, in right? to scare me from behind, which you did. I yeah. freaked the fuck out. And then Murray threw a big fucking ball, like a, a big, like... Like, like a mud ball. Mud yeah. ball. And when I, I was alone and it just smashed right next to me. And I was like, stop it. And you guys are cracking up and everything. We're dying because this is already just walking into the cornfield. You've given us more than we even hope to get. Right. And I'm trying. Because to- you never know. Because we, with any person, you're like, this is a grown man. He knows we're making a TV show. So that could diffuse all the tension. Right. If we, if, if, if. And it has. We filmed stuff that didn't work in the past. Sure, we don't sure. air it. We don't. We're like, oh shit, it didn't work. Right. Not every idea is going to work. Right. Um, but this works. This works. <laughs> so, so I'm I'm really on edge, and I like I'm not even being like I'm not even playing this up. I'm not right. even trying to be funny, and I'm calling back to you guys because you're still in earshot. I'm calling back, guys. <laughs> is it haunted? Is it is it haunted? Just tell me if it's haunted. And I hear you guys laughing and everything. I'm like, yeah. oh fuck! And every time you hear like a, the wind blow, I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! And I must look like a guy. The, the camera is already unflattering. It's like hanging right on. It's like that fisheye lens where yeah. like my face is also distorted. <laughs> and the genius of what you guys did was nothing happened. Nothing. The first ten minutes. Nothing. Now, Ten minutes is a long time. Oh, it's a yeah. really long time to be walking through a cornfield. Right. <laughs> After ten minutes of nothing happening, it got worse and worse because it's like the anticipation is killer. <laughs> what is going to happen? Is nothing going to happen? Like when is this going to come out? Like I, I've already gotten, I've already crescendoed in fear like fifteen times because I'm like, 
It has got to happen now. It's going to happen now. Every second it doesn't happen is the more urgency that it's got to happen right. because something's got to happen. So 10 what? minutes of that. I'm, I'm literally having. Uh, I'm looking uh, at you now, <laughs> and you're, you're reliving it. You're, 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 I know your body language after all these years. You're starting to get freaked out. Your hands are clapped together on your lap. Your head won't stop moving. You're looking in every direction. <laughs> the feeling I'm feeling, it was, it's like sense memory. Right. It was like getting to a fever pitch. Like I was literally going to have a full blown anxiety attack. Right. And. And I'm like, oh, so in my head, I'm like, all right, what's going to happen is it's getting dark. It's nightfall. Right. You guys are going to have me follow this rope for 40 <laughs> minutes and just leave me in a cornfield. Like at two acres in and you guys are going to leave and that's going to be the fucking joke. Right. And I'm going to have a fucking dumb camera on my face. I'm going to be completely alone <laughs> in a cornfield at night. And now it's at night and I'm going to be terrified in the grown man in the middle of a cornfield. Right. Which I still don't like. Right. <laughs> it's at that moment, 200 feet. Right. Th- I mean, it's tough to see. It's getting dark. I'm looking through 200 feet of corn, but right. I see something. I see something. And it's the, it's where the rope is headed. Uh-huh. And it's a speck. And I get a little closer, and I and it's definitely something. It's something. The color of it is different. I see something is, is ahead. Right. So I just quiet down. And I'm like, all right, this this is going to be the first thing. <laughs> and I get a little closer, and I'm like, you know, 150 feet away, looking through all this corn, and it's a fucking child. <laughs> it's a lone. <laughs> it's the cutest little blonde girl. It's a blonde girl <laughs> in a, a cornflower blue dress. She's in a she's a she's a little girl, yeah. four years old, right. alone. In a dress, staring at me. like patent leather saddle shoes, little knee high socks, blue blue corn. A little dress. fucking scary, possessed, innocent girl, staring at me with like her eyes are like yeah. wide open, and she's just looking at me. Right, and motherfucker, I was like. You fucking assholes. You assholes. You could have had a guy with a goddamn axe. It's a four-year-old child. It's a girl in a, in a summery dress. And she put, she puts her finger up. Right. Her hand, she puts her arm up and goes like the, the, she, she crooks did, her finger at you. Like, says, come this way. Come here. Come to me. Right. And this is a four-year-old child, man. And I go, <gasps> You motherfuckers! It's haunted! It's haunted! The whole maze is haunted! She's a, I see the girl, she's a haunted girl, and I, everything's haunted! She's a haunted girl! <laughs> you guys are crying laughing. We were dying I'm because like, I was watching this girl play soccer two, like five minutes before you showed up on set. She right. was the most bubbly little girl. She was right. like kicking the soccer ball towards me and stuff like that. And no. we were just like, don't, we were like, when you know, when you get, you know, when you see him, you know, keep it up. Like, don't, don't. <laughs> and she did. She, I was like, oh, there's no way. There's no way. First of all, how is this little bitch alone? <laughs> I'm, I'm 15 minutes into the, t- 10 minutes into the cornfield now. Right. I'm looking around. Like, there's nobody with her. Right. There's no adult, no parent, no chaperone, no insurance person. That's right. She's alone. That's creepy. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm not, I'm no dope. Okay. This is not a ghost. <laughs> This is not a demon. Right. She's not a possessed girl. It's a child actress. It's a child actress. This isn't the fucking Shining. Her mom is somewhere around here. Her father, somebody, her acting coach. 
And I say, before I take another step, I'm going to, I'm going to survey everything and I'm going to find that acting coach. <laughs> and that's going to give me the, the, the confidence I need to pass this little right. bitch. And there's nobody around. This little bitch. I tell you guys, I'm not, I'm not passing them. I'm not passing them. Right. I'm not, not, I'm not passing this girl. You got to pass it. Other guys, you got to restart. Right. I'm getting closer and closer. And I say to myself, all right, all right. Sal, this is the child. She's an actress. She got driven here. They all know her. <laughs> she got approved. She auditioned. Right. She's she's going to break. She's going to break. Because a four-year-old girl. A four-year-old girl. I'm a 37-year-old man. If I really wanted to, if I really wanted to, when I got close, I could scare her. Right. She's scared of me. <laughs> This pep talk. There's a little pep talk going on. I'm yet. saying this as I'm walking. It's all on camera. I'm saying this. You couldn't hear me, maybe, but I was saying it. I go, she, she, she's also in a cornfield. You got to remember that. So right. She's in a cornfield too. She's scared. She doesn't know what's going on. Right. What she's gonna do is when I get closer, she's gonna giggle or, or laugh or smile or look look to the to to whoever I she's with. Right. Well, this little motherfucker. <laughs> She didn't break at all. She didn't break. She was like a little De Niro, I call her. She got close. I got the closer I got, the more fucking demonic she looked. And she just kept telling me to come here. So I'm now I'm 10 feet from her. And I'm like talking to her. I'm like, look, I know. I know you're a little kid. <laughs> I know you're not a kid. You're not a I demon. I know you're not a demon. Right? Not I know haunted. there's no demons. I know this isn't really haunted. Right. Just so you know, I know. <laughs> I know you're all actors and you're all just going to jump out at me. I'm not scared that you're possessed. I'm scared that you're going to grab me and then I'm going to hit somebody. That's what I'm scared of. And she's just staring at me. <laughs> like, you know. And I'm like, look. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? We're like we're literally at a, like a standoff, right. and we're at a stalemate. And she's ten feet in front of me. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing? Right. I'm gonna run. Make right your move. By, make your move. Make your move, you fucking little bitch. Because I'm gonna run right by you. And the second you do something for real, the second you come at me, I'm swinging. Right. I'm swinging. Just know that I'm swinging. So now here's a 37 year old man threatening <laughs> a four year old child actress in, in a the middle field. of a cornfield, just Got me it. and her. Right. I'm like, all right. I just grab the rope and I scream as loud as I can and I charge past her. Right. And I'm like, ah! Like, like I just scream and I run past her, and she just stays there. And I, I mean, I, I, I ran a good 60, 70 feet in right. in one minute, like not like in 10 seconds. And I charge past her and I'm holding the rope, and I and I get past her and I'm like, all right. Now I'm 50 feet the other way, 60 feet the other way. She's 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 done. Like I got past this. Now what's gonna happen to me? Now right. I know it's haunted. The fucking floodgates are open. Now <laughs> I gotta expect anything. The fucking thing's haunted. So I'm like walking along with the rope, but I'm now now I have I have to keep my eyes in front of me and behind me, right? Because this bitch is behind me now. So I'm <laughs> I'm looking at, and now I'm fifty feet past her, and she's not leaving. She's staying there and she's watching me. She's not leaving. Why isn't she leaving? Right. That portion of the haunt is done. Why isn't she leaving? Why does she has to go? There's child labor laws. I know she's not standing all <laughs> But her eyes are locked on you. She, she won't take her eye away from me. And I'm holding her up and I'm backtracking. <laughs> and at that exact moment, a fucking air horn goes off. <laughs> In in my ear. Somebody was in camouflage. Right. Laying like John goddamn Rambo. Comes up, 
from behind me, blows, and I, I mean the ones that they sound off at, like, soccer games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you, in hindsight, you could have blew out of my ear. Well, well, we told them <clears throat> not to blow it directly in your ear. Well, we were like, blew blow it. it over your head, you know what I mean? Well, when I'm looking at this goddamn girl from 50 feet away, and I'm not expecting, <laughs> at the very least, I'm expecting someone to grab me. Right. Not... <laughs> what sounds like a goddamn Titanic right next to me. Uh, you blow the air horn. I, my body came out of my shoes. I screamed. I fell. I hit the ground and broke the camera. Yes. I, the cameras broke off of me. They were all, they were soldered to me. <laughs> they broke. And I'm screaming. I hear you guys in the distance. We were dying. <laughs> I, I, my mouth, my mouth is in the mud. It's right. in the dirt. I fall like it was a genuine fall. I had no control. Right. And I immediately jump back up because I'm on high alert. And the camera is swinging off of me. It's like thousands of dollars of equipment. And I look back and the fucking girl is gone. It was <laughs> she, she knew to take that moment to disappear. This little son of a bitch. <laughs> it was a matter of Three seconds, I jump back up, the camera broke, I have mud all over my mouth, and she's gone. I'm like, she's gone, the bitch is gone! I'm screaming everything like that. Where the hell could this girl be now? What's going on? Now I'm looking around, who blew the horn? Because whoever blew the horn scurried away. Right. It's scary. Yeah. Someone was there, I didn't even see them. A lot of thought went into this, dude. A lot of thought. Hours I was waiting. So, I, I, oh my god, the girl's gone, I don't know what's up. I turned back around. Because I had to continue to follow the rope. And the fucking girl walks right in front of me. She walks right in front of me. She made it 60 feet in two seconds. And somehow crosses in front of my... Mind you, there's no path. There's right. no path. She had to get through that corn field. She passes. She walks right in front of me. And I was like, God, oh, the son of a bitching girl. I'm thinking there's more than one. There's got to be more than one. It's just her. She it wasn't was, just her? It was just her. Because now she I'm thinking... She was that good. She was that good? We didn't tell her to do that. No. We didn't tell her to do that. She ran up and did that on her own. Dude, she she navigated the cornfield yeah. alone. Yeah. I'm not, I'm, guys, she was four years old. She was three feet tall. Yeah. She was great. She walked right by me. And then when she walked by me, she looked at me and didn't break. <laughs> I, I was dumbfounded with this girl about yeah. how good of an actress she was. Yeah. Because she had to be scared, too. So she walks by me. I'm fucking now. I'm, I'm losing my shit. I now I'm thinking, oh, this is gonna be a maze of children, right? Which would have been <laughs> that would have been bad enough on its own. Yeah. So I walk a little further, and then little by little, there's. Uh, I mean, the next thing I, I next thing I turn, and like all of a sudden, the rope gets full of slime, and bees start attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I turn, and there's. Four foot high mounds of shit. Right. <laughs> With nowhere to go. The rope goes right through them. Yeah. You can't let go of the rope. You got to start. And now I have to let go of the rope. I mean, when I tell you four foot high, it was more than half my body. It was up right. to like my stomach and, and shit. There were three of them. Three mounds. Right. All right, great. You guys want to keep up with this shit, with me with this shit. So I got to walk through the shit, man. So I'm, I'm, I step in the shit. I'm thigh high walking through shit. I go to the first mound. I'm gagging, puking, this shit sure. all over my clothes. I go through the second thing of shit. I'm cr- I'm crying about it. I go to walk up to the third thing of shit. As I take a step, the shit, <laughs> the shit rises up from the ground. 
and becomes six, five feet. It just the shit. It was one of our crew members. The mound of shit rises up and becomes a shit monster. <laughs> And jumps up, and now a shit monster is right. in my face. It's shit, and they go, and they, they're stiff. They're a shit monster. <laughs> I almost stepped on a human being. It turned out to be a monster full of shit. Right. Well, it turned out to be Christine from from our cast in a, in a shit costume. Not in that moment, it wasn't. Right. It was a shit monster. Right. I'm freaking the fuck out. She scurries off. Remind me if I'm forgetting anything, because I was like... Well, I mean, do you want to walk through the whole thing? Like, what, 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 well, later on, there was a scarecrow. Right. The, the one thing that we, on set, and it was about a half hour before you got there, and I was like, I couldn't pull it together, but I was like, how did I not think of a clown? Uh, how did I not think I would have, of a I would have lost it. I would have lost it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't have been able to do it. Yeah, I, I really have- regret that. I, I looked at Joe f- and I went, I went, a fucking clown. Because we spent, we wrote that list. What's scary? We edited it. I was so was. impressed with what you guys did. Yeah. I, I never, and I never experienced anything that like that in my life, nor would I. If there was a haunted cornfield, I would never go to it. Right, right. This is the only situation in my life you could have ever gotten me to do that was yeah. a mandatory punishment. And I couldn't believe what you guys did. That must have been so much fun. It was great. To dream that up. Dude, we, we were. It was one of those office days that you weren't there, and we were just having a blast, man. It was just so much fun. It was great. It Props was great. to, I guess, our whole crew for that. Yeah, Will Faxon spent a lot of time. Will Faxon's our, our one of our art prop dudes, and he does. He's like a master. Yeah, and even like you know Justin and Chris and those guys that helped like lay it all out and everything. It was it was fucking nuts. Yeah. But uh, you will see that this season coming. Yeah, out. what is it? December, uh, January second, new season. Is the new season starts? Yeah, yeah, and that is one of the punishments. Yeah, seasons uh, don't really matter anymore, right? Not really, because we go on and off all according to like. Right, we're on just all the time. <laughs> we're just on all the time. Yeah. We have we have some breakdown stop downs of two to four weeks, and we start again and we right. stop again. But we're trying to crank out as many as we can. Yeah. So, uh, but. Anyway, so that's speaking of Kane Hoder. Oh wow! All right, <laughs> yeah, Kane. I, I can't wait. I, I really hope we get him in, man, because I am. I had pictures of this guy on my in Jason form, but mm-hmm. I had pictures of this guy on my on my wall as a child. So I'm fucking really excited. And he is a fan of our show. He's a fan of a practical joker. Yeah, that's what we found out. Right? Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um. So yeah, our, our uh, one, one of uh, one of our listeners, Sid, went to uh, was at a horicon with him and, and took a video of him and sent it into us and and it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah, it that's was gonna phenomenal. Be awesome. That's gonna be yeah, good. so I'm really excited about that. I am. I mean, I knew this guy's name when I was a teenager. You know what right. I mean? It was like it's got into debates on whether who was the better Jason and right. that. And I always I always liked his because he was just so physically massive. Yeah. So it's pretty good. Um, um, one thing I want to promise. Okay. I promise by the next episode we will we will say the date that we're going to go see Gallagher. Okay. That, that's right. That's a promise. Uh, another thing I want to do, if we can, by the next episode, is at least pick when we might start the Fast and Furious uh, marathon. Do we, we want to wait? Did we talk about that? Well, I well, I think we should do it as soon as we can because our time is so fucked. Yeah. But we have time off coming up. Yeah. So I think we should do something maybe over the Christmas break. Okay. We'll pick. We'll pick a, a Th- day. That's when we'll do it. Yeah, yeah. So the yeah the third week of December into the first week of January. That's when we'll do the 
Fast and the Furious. Furious. That's right. The next podcast, we will mention uh, which Gallagher show we're going to go to and we want everybody to come to. Right. Uh, And did you happen to purchase any murder mystery tickets? Oh, I forgot to purchase murder mystery tickets. All right. Because that has to come to fruition, too. You're absolutely right. And I promise, too, the conclusion of the porn box in the next episode. Oh, okay. Next. Wow. A lot going on next lot. We have a lot of loose ends to tie up in the next episode. Episode 9 will be chock full. Um, a lot, lot of payoffs. All right. Um, and I'll bring Nugget next week. Nugget we'll get back him back. Next week. Um, so I guess we've been going for a little while, man. I hour 10 minutes or so. Why don't we, why don't we wrap it up? Uh, I do want to say that this comes out. We're going to release this tonight. Oh, wow. November 23rd. Saturday, November 23rd. Okay. <clears throat> Tuesday, the 26th. Uh, the first season of the Impractical Jokers DVD is released. Yes. Um, it is so fucking cheap. It's on Amazon for thirteen dollars and like sixty three cents. Yeah. It's insane. Um, and buy it, and bring it to shows. We'll sign it. I mean, right. we'll have fun with it. We did commentary for it. We did. We did, we did five episodes. We did four episodes, I think, and then a secret one. And then we did a secret one. I think you guys are really gonna like it. Yeah. And and we we talked a lot about behind the scenes stuff, like you're supposed to, but we also ha- did our own version right. of these commentaries where. We really went off on a tangent. Yeah, yeah, it was great. So I hope you guys like that. And it's supposed to have a lot of extra footage on it and stuff like that. And it's not on Blu-ray. I've been getting this a lot because it wasn't shot in high def. The first season of Impractical Jokers was shot in standard definition. So there would be no benefit to releasing it on Blu-ray whatsoever. Right. Um, uh, It's $13 and change. It makes a great Christmas gift. It does. Stocking stuffer. And there won't be any any other seasons unless this one sells well. That's correct. If you if that matters to you, great. If it doesn't matter to you, hey, no big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I really I really hope that we get to do more seasons, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. because we'll have a little more time and we have a little bit more stuff to pick from and we can really dig. I mean, this is a good one, too, but we can really dig into some right. extra bonus shit. Well, it's like everything else. Like the first time we do something, it's a learning curve. Right. Us. The second time we do it, we know a little bit more. By the third time we do it, we we will control every aspect of that DVD. What's right. on it, what the graphics are like. Right. That's how the, us, the Tenderloins, have always worked. Like, it's a little bit of a learning curve. Um, like, if you look at Impractical... Like, it's actually good. If you watch the first season of Impractical Jokers and then watch it to the current season, just the editing and the pacing... A lot has changed. So much. Way for the better, I think. Way for the better, yeah. Um, and that's because we were able to slowly gain more control over the show as it went along. Right. Um, so we'd love to get you there. There's 17 episodes, five commentaries, deleted scenes, extras for $13. That's less than a dollar an episode. It, it, I mean, I think it's on sale. It might be somewhere else, someplace in the $20 range or whatever. But well, it's on Amazon right now for pre-order for 13 right. to change. Well, there you go. So, uh, And if you listen to Tell Him Steve Dave, or if you're aware that I do another podcast called Tell Him Steve Dave, and frankly, I'm surprised if you don't, um, we, we're running a thing over there. Um, if you listen to the coming up episode, we're going to release a, uh, a um email address that you send in a picture of Either you holding the um, box or the receipt. The receipt is preferred. Forget what I said about holding a picture. If you send a picture of the receipt, um, we're recording a special episode of Tell Him Steve Dave uh, that will only be released to people who send in that email, uh, like a bonus bonus pod. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So, um, and that's going to, you know, so. That sounds great. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're also going to give away a couple of us signed copies on that, too. Oh um, yeah. I mean, if we well, let me know when like you record that. that. Yeah. I'll come in. Oh, that's great. Yeah, um, that's great. Uh, we could. So 
There's lots of reasons to go out and spend the $13. But, uh, you know, we'd appreciate it if you do. And then shows coming up, just real quick. We, we, we added a third show in New York. We have two shows on Friday, December 6th at the Best Buy Theater. They sold, they out. sold out. So we added a Thursday night show at 5 o'clock. Uh, I'm sorry, Thursday, December 5th. Uh, I think it's 8, 7.30 or 8 o'clock p.m. Another show at the Best Buy. That's halfway gone. So get uh, you know if you have an interest in that, the next day we will be in Indianapolis, Indiana, on December seventh. That's right. a Saturday, and then the following week we will be in Seattle, Washington, on December thirteenth. Oh, really? I believe Friday. Oh, cool. I believe, and December fourteenth is Saturday. I believe we will be in San Francisco. Oh, right. Oh, that's cool. Yes. yes. So uh, that those are the next groups of shows before the new year. Uh, and I think there are still a decent amount of tickets left for San Francisco. I'm not sure about Seattle, right. but uh, that's, I mean, that's all in the next couple of weeks. So right. if you uh, didn't know, we were on the road. Come see us. Tickets are available. Go to the tenloins.com and, and uh, that's it. I think you want to make a phone call, see if you get anybody? Yes. So you see if this week, uh, this week happens? Come on. Uh, you want me to look up a, uh, look a code? Up a- all right. This one of these days. By the way, I'd also like to say um, a special shout out to two countries that are not the United States. Because I'm looking at our downloads right now. Okay. And a huge amount. First of all, our audience is growing every week, which is amazing. We already had great numbers to start with, but like it keeps growing, which is great, which means people are spreading the word or, or, you know, people are helping out and we've been enjoying the artwork and you guys, when we started this podcast, we asked for the audience to be a participant in it. And you guys have fulfilled that. Not a day goes by. We don't get artwork. Not a day goes by that. You know, you guys don't send us emails and questions and stuff like that. Um, and it's exact. It's unfolding exactly like we wanted. Yeah. In all seriousness, we joked, and I, j- I joked in the beginning. But we're, the reason we do it is because it's so much fun. That's we it. don't make a penny off of it. No. Uh, no. So it was just you know. But it's 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 a blast to do. You guys like are just take it like seriously. But like you take you know yeah. you guys are grasping the spirit of what we want to exactly. do. Exactly. Um, we have so many listeners in the United Kingdom. It's, really, dude, it's unbelievable. We got such a healthy amount of downloads. How? Huh, why is that? You think? Uh, I don't know. I think some of it might be probably telling Steve Dave runoff because I know we have a huge following over there. But I just think that while it's an English speaking country, we peaked on a lot of charts. What say you? We're still pretty. You know, I, I, every episode we drop, we go up in the thing, and I think that that. You know, they do the same sort of mirroring over there in England. Right. People see it. They download it. Because in Practical Jokers, isn't on over there. Right. Not our version anyway. Right, right. The BBC version is on over there. Um, but uh, in Canada. Canada. A lot of, more in England than Canada, which I find odd, but but a lot of people in Canada listen. Oh, wow. Very cool. Pretty exciting, which uh, makes me want to book shows. Yeah, I would love to. In Canada and England. Yeah, yeah. Because we did the Talent Steve Dave tour in England. Right. Sold out. And that was like 300 seats. Like, you know what I mean? That's right. fucking great. So I would love to get over there, man, like when we get some free time. Yeah. And we have we have some time coming to us in the, be- in the like first quarter of next year. Yeah. Maybe we could plan a trip. Dude, that would be fucking great. That would be great. That would be amazing. Uh, we'll look into it. All right, cool. Um, so with that being said... Uh, thank you to Canada and England, and of course USA, USA. Um, uh, any particular state you want to try? Louisiana? Or did we try that already? I don't know. 
I'm good for whatever. Why don't we try New Orleans? Okay. They're a party crowd. We're a party type of town. If you don't know, we try to call one person at the end of every podcast randomly on the phone and interview them and, and befriend them and find out about their life. It's harder than you think. Most times the <laughs> the call does not go through as dialed. I didn't know this. I thought it was going to be very simple. But we would, we tried, I think, throughout the whole first episode. But now we just decided we would end every every episode. Right. Uh, until, with the day someone picks up and we just have like a – it's going to be an hour extended interview. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, all right. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to type in um, the Orleans Hotel in the French Quarter because that's where you and I stayed. Right. Um, right? No, it's the Marquesa. Marquesa Hotel. I don't know. That's where I fucking woke up next to the ice machine. No, Marquesa is where I stayed in Cute West. What the fuck? What's Wait, going the on? The first thing you said was right. I think. Yeah? The Orleans? I don't know, dude. <laughs> All right. Let me just type in New Orleans Hotel. I'm taking Ingo below, but I told you. Hotel. Okay. Uh, so, a New Orleans Hotel, a phone number would be... Oh, shit. Um, Royal Sonesta Hotel. And the only reason we're going through this is just to find the fucking... Eric, because I feel I'm doing it wrong when I when I do it. Okay, I feel like I'm I'm looking up like uh, oh, they're they're all using eight hundred numbers. Come on, well, can't you just put in New Orleans? Yeah, but I think I'm doing it wrong. I think I do that and I get something that's not working. Just type in a business. Type in Electric Lady Land Tattoo. There you go. That's what I was trying to do. New Orleans. Okay. That's where we got our tattoos. I got t- t- two tattoos in Electric Lady. Yes. The Joey Fatone one <laughs> and uh, my Staten Island one. Okay. And that phone number is 504. Okay. So we're going to go with a 504 area code. And I'm just going to make up the rest. All right. Very good. And we're going to hope for the best. We want What we want to do here is we want to reach out. I want to start doing international. I know that's being a little bit aggressive. No, but it's not. An international is like, you know, that would right. be insane. Well, next week we'll do our first international. We'll do our that, first international. We have a big podcast next week. I have to write yeah. down everything I just yeah. said. We made it two hours next week. All right. I'm even going to go with the first. This way we really hedge our bets here. Okay. All right. I'm dialing a random number that I just put into my phone. And it's a New Orleans area code, and we're going to see if this person answers, and we're going to find out about their life. The person you are trying to reach is not accepting calls at this time. Uh, Motherfucker! Fuck! That's it for this episode of Let's Take Pod. I'm Brian Quinn. I'm Sal Volcano. We'll talk to you next week. Message 24, L-A-02-M-N-M-T-W. That's just sad. Oh, man. That Rome wasn't built in a day Then how come everyone is rushing to get ahead And if I seem to be reserved, that's just my way Your questions seem like you're interrogating me Yeah, I try 
Then again, I don't try. I get an F for effort. I get a D next time. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. Here we go. I heard the lemon metaphor four million times. And I don't stand for lemonade, don't ask me why. Would a beverage stand be a job that be desired? And where would I get the wood? And should I try? Should I try? Then again, I don't try. I get an F for effort. I get a 65. Yeah, I try. Yeah, yeah, Then again, I don't try. I get an F for effort. I might as well just. Uh-huh. <laughs> I heard the currency don't grow like leaves on trees Then how come my money comes and goes so seasonally? And I wish farmers planted plants instead of thieves My friend pays a ton of green for greener groceries Yeah, she tries Then again, she don't try She gets an F for effort She'll plant a tree next time Yeah, she tries Then again, I don't try I get an F for effort I get a D next time Yeah, I try Yeah, I try 